This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath Learning Format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Stamps.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is NPR's Life Kit. I'm Mary Elsegara. So what's for dinner tonight? That's the eternal question, right? And if you're like me, just hearing that question can send a chill down your spine. I mean, look, food is a beautiful part of life. It's something we get to enjoy and savor every day. Yeah, every day. It's relentless. You have to feed yourself constantly. Make a grocery list, go to the store, unpack the bags, cook the food, wash the dishes, and then do it all over again. It's easy to lose motivation or to get in a rut. And at that point, it can feel like food is just kind of happening to you. So it just became like an afterthought for me. It, it, it wasn't something that was really intentional. Kevin Curry is the founder of the online community Fit Men Cook. And he was in a rut too, until he discovered meal prep. Now just to set definitions here, for some people, meal prep means making a huge pot of chicken noodle soup and a lasagna on Sunday and eating both of those all week. For some people, it's making meals and freezing them. For Kevin, it's cooking a bunch of ingredients at once and then mixing and matching them throughout the week. But he says these are all meal prep. It is basically having food that's readily available and accessible that's already cooked. So it's not going to the grocery store at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday, (laughs) starving, and being like, what can I... What is there anything here I can eat? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's that that place sounds all all too familiar for me and <laughs> maybe for everybody else too. But no, it's not that. <laughs> you can think of meal prep as one possible solution to the what's for dinner question. And on this episode of Life Kit, we'll give you the tools and tips you need to try it out and to keep it interesting. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Integrative Therapeutics with vitamins and supplements previously available only through practitioners, including Cortisol Manager. Unlock your best self with clinician-curated supplements from Integrative Therapeutics, now on Amazon. This message comes from NPR sponsor Defender. With the Defender family of vehicles built for the modern explorer, The Defender capability is legendary, whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions. From the reimagined exterior to the robust interior with innovative, award-winning infotainment system to keep you connected. The Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the four-door Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Osea. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Their Golden Glow body set includes three bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. 
Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. Why might someone want to start meal prepping? One of the big ones for me when I first started out was for a budget, just because I needed to control my spending because it was getting out of control. Um, I was spending, you know, close to $100 uh, a month just on lunch with my coworkers. And at my salary range, that was not going to work. But I think just from a wellness standpoint, there are so many benefits. Um, when I started on my wellness journey, my doctor was telling me that I was pre, pre-diabetic. And so with meal prep, it just allowed me to better control my diet. And I realized too, gosh, in my 30s when I first started out with this stuff that I was just not as competent about food. And I don't think that's something that, you know, that we think about. We don't grow up thinking like, oh, what am I going to eat? Well, first off, because our parents kind of do that. And then once our parents are, we're to that age to go to school, the schools do that for us. And we don't really kind of get that until we go to college. That all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I do have to feed myself. <laughs> and how do I do that? Yeah. It reminds me like my brother, I think he was in college or just after college. I remember one time him calling me and asking me how to make a can of soup. <laughs> That was me calling my mom. bro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're making me think, too, even on on the health and wellness front, when you know what's going into your food and you start to learn about each of the ingredients, you learn like, oh, this type of food has a lot of fiber or this type of food has a lot of, I don't know, vitamin C in it or whatever. Right. You know, it's in meal prep. Actually, it's it's a discovery. In fact, my first time having quinoa was because of meal prep. And I remember the interaction. I went to the grocery store and I couldn't find it anywhere. I didn't know. And I said, excuse me, sir, can you help me find the um, the quinoa? And he looks at me, he says, quinoa. And I said, no, 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 no. It's definitely quinoa. It's right here, written down. (laughs) I kind of doubled down on it. And then he's like, sure, it's over here. (laughs) But That's so fair, though. I mean, yeah, you if you've never said it before, I feel for you. (laughs) I know, right? So, okay, what kinds of food work well for meal prep? Yes, I love this question. So I pretty much have some staples. <laughs> um, so I like things that pretty much kind of pair well with a little bit of everything. I like bell peppers. Um, they pack a lot of flavor and they've got an antioxidant um, punch in there because of all the different colors. Um, and if you just get the green ones, they are pretty budget friendly. Um, that's one thing that I'll buy like each week as long with green onions because they're easy to toss into recipes. I try to select at least one grain each week to have. So thinking beyond the brown rice, which everybody will tell you to go ahead and, and eat it in terms of wellness, but there are so many other grains out there. I've discovered black rice, forbidden rice. I've just, uh, jasmine rice is so amazing. Basmati. Quinoa. Uh, the quinoa. We're going to put the quinoa in there. And one of my favorite ones as of late, farro. So I'll just prep in bulk like foods like these, like like a stir fry with a whole bunch of vegetables or, or just roasted vegetables you know that I love. Um, and then a, a grain and then I'll pick a protein. So we'll, uh, proteins for, for meal prep are generally like a chickpea, 
chicken, seafood, like a white fish or, or salmon. Beef I use sparingly, but beef is uh, also amazing. But I'll just select one of those things from these different categories, and then I'll just mix and match my, my diet throughout the week. I'm also – I'm thinking about like certain vegetables or certain foods. I feel like they're going to get soggy right. in the fridge, you know, or they're yeah. just like – going to get kind of dry or I don't know how long how long you should leave rice sitting in the fridge like are there any rules when it comes to meal prep like definitely don't you know make a pizza because that does not reheat well <laughs> yeah well and just to say this just in case there are people out there that love pizza like me pizza does reheat well just put it into the skillet and just kind of crisp up the bottom, and it's kind of like you just got it brand new. Just cover it up to melt the cheese, and it's actually pretty dope. Um, oats. Oats and um, with using plant-based milk actually store really well in the in the fridge. And I try to stay away from things that are spoiled faster like dairy. Not that I exclude them from my diet, but just in case I don't get to them right away, the plant-based options inside the fridge will store really well. If you are going to buy something that tends to spoil, I have learned my lesson through many science projects that I have discovered in my fridge to buy them in smaller amounts. Things like berries, uh, you can buy them fresh, but the best thing to do is to buy frozen. You could even buy fresh stuff and then freeze it. In terms of the meals, here, here's what I advise people to go ahead and do. Like chicken will last three to five days in your fridge. But if you're not going to eat the meal within two days, just cook that meal and then freeze it right away. And then defrost in the fridge the night before you're going to eat it. So in that, okay, so let's say you, you, take, you pick a day. What's your day? My days are um, Wednesdays and Sundays. Okay, so on Sunday, can you give me an example of how many things you might be cooking and what they would be? Sure. I cook about five things. Um, in fact, I just did this this past week, and I'll cook up chickpeas. I made chicken, and then I got I did some green medley of like a spinach and chard and kale. And then I picked a grain, and I think I picked jasmine rice. And I just got a ton of vegetables that I could roast up and throw into the oven. And that was my prep. And I did this in about 45 minutes. And with those five foods that I prepped, I, I made about 10 different meal combinations. Because one day I was like, you know what? I think I want chicken, rice, and greens. Boom. Another day, you know what? I think I want the chickpeas, roasted veggies, and the greens, and maybe a little bit of rice. Mix everything together. And, you know, I'm adding a sauce to it if I want. Add a tahini or a barbecue sauce. And I'm just mixing and matching whatever I feel. By Wednesday, are you trying to cook entirely different things because you're so bored of rice? So, like, you're like, I'm going to make some, I don't know, chickpea pasta yeah. and some meatballs <laughs> and whatever, you know. Do you really mix it up? Oh, absolutely. You have to because I would go crazy otherwise eating the exact same thing. And that's what I've learned. I mean, and I know that in this in this information sharing age on social media that it looks very sexy to have a countertop full of all these meals. And I am telling you from experience and talking to people and working with people, people are not doing that. They are not eating that. There's a, that's, a, that's a really select few people that are actually cooking the same thing and eating it for seven days straight um, because mm -hmm. we're just, we just get tired of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that is the other way that people talk about meal prep. It's like, okay, on Sunday, I'm going to make a huge pot of chicken noodle soup Mm. and also a lasagna. And then I'm going to, you know, freeze a couple of containers of chicken noodle soup and like freeze a bit of the lasagna and then, you know, eat this once or twice through the week. And that's another way to do it. Right. Yeah. And I call those hero meals, hero recipes. (laughs) Um, because it's, because, because it's like, it's an actual recipe. Like lasagna is an actual thing that's involved with multiple ingredients. Whereas the way that I'm doing it is like just taking one ingredient, kind of jazzing it up and then mixing it with other ingredients throughout the week. And I think there's a place for both of those. Like I'll do one hero meal a week. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that, um, I've seen greater burnout that way because yeah, you just have lasagna now. After that, after that, and I have <laughs> you bought like six ingredients for that. Whereas with me, yeah. do you call it a hero meal because you're a hero for doing it? Oh. It's such a such a big lift. Yeah, it's a big lift, and it's also like the start. Like, ooh, look what I did! It's like it's a, mm-hmm. it's an actual meal that you're making. So yeah, that's why I call it a hero meal for me. It's like this is it. This is, it's the star of the week. There you go. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I have a quirky yeah. way of talking about my food, but that's what I do. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Is there any new equipment that you need if you're going to start meal prepping? Like, do you need specific Tupperwares that are good for the freezer or for being microwaved? Anything you can think of? Things that I would invest in right away would be some quality meal containers. I love the ones that are glass and that kind of snap because it locks in a lot of that freshness. The last thing that you want at the end of spending time in the kitchen is that your food kind of go bad. Here's how I did it on a budget. I started out doing meal prep when I was on food stamps, and here's how I build up my my collection. Every, every week, I would um, buy the same brand of meal prep container, and I would buy two each week. So I'd spend 10 bucks um, each week. And then over time, I just kind of had enough for literally about um, five days worth. And that was good for me. So the advice there is to grow into it. So as you become a meal prep, you're going to think about, I hate doing X, Y, Z. Okay, buy something to solve that. So for me, um, that looked like, all right, you know what, let me buy a multifunction cooker because I don't like taking up all this space on my stove. And there's got to be a faster way to make pulled chicken. There's got to be a faster way to cook up this rice. And a slow cooker, multifunction cooker, pressure cooker did just that. Yeah. So do you still go out to eat? Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, and people are always surprised by that. But I love going out to eat because when you go out to eat, that gives you inspiration for, for your diet. That's where I get some of these ideas. Like for meal prep, like, oh, snap, that would be cool if I could make this, uh, make a version of this that I could eat every single day. Kevin, this is great. Thank you so much for all the tips. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay, time for a recap. If you want to try out meal prepping, start slow. Pick a day and prepare a few ingredients that you can mix and match throughout the week. It's a good idea to include a grain, a protein, and some veggies. Also, avoid things that spoil quickly, like dairy products and fresh berries, and anything that might get soggy once it's been sitting in the fridge for a couple days. Not that you shouldn't eat this stuff, but don't expect it to last as long as your meal-prepped items. 
Now, this may seem obvious, but only meal prep foods that you like. Lentils might be a great option for somebody else, but if you think they taste like cardboard, you're not going to eat them all week. For meal prep, you can also prepare one big meal. Kevin calls it a hero meal. Eat a couple servings during the week and freeze portions of it for later. Lastly, you don't need a lot of equipment to start meal prepping. But what can help are a couple of microwave-safe, airtight glass containers and a few cutting sheets so you can chop vegetables, meat, and other kinds of food and easily dump them into your delicious recipe. For more Life Kit, check out our other episodes. We have one on how to reduce food waste and another on how to transfer colleges. You can find those at npr.org slash lifekit. And if you love Life Kit and want more, subscribe to our newsletter at npr.org slash lifekitnewsletter. This episode of Life Kit was produced by Claire Marie Schneider. Our visuals editor is Beck Harlan, and our digital editor is Malika Grieb. Megan Kane is the supervising editor, and Beth Donovan is the executive producer. Our production team also includes Andy Tagle, Audrey Wynn, and Sylvie Douglas. Julia Carney is our podcast coordinator. And engineering support comes from Stacey Abbott. I'm Marielle Segarra. Thanks for listening. On the TED Radio Hour, researcher Sasha Lucioni says AI can help us find climate solutions. But just training the technology itself uses a ton of energy. Training ChatGPT, for instance, emits as much carbon as five cars in their lifetime. Tech's climate conundrum. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. With NPR Plus, there's more to hear, like extended interviews with some of the experts we talk to at Planet Money and The Indicator. It's a mistake for economists to only think about economic efficiency when considering policies because you'll actually wind up with a worse outcome. And with NPR Plus, you help keep NPR going. Learn more at plus.npr.org.